Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome back to the show. We have been talking about uh, Christmas carols during this Advent season. Of course, if you're just tuning in, you've missed um, any of the shows that we've done, shame on you. You can go You can go to our... Yeah, because, <laughs> because the Gospel for Life... Gospel for Life show should be all about shame. That's right. Shame, guilt. Yeah. You know, we're, yeah. we're trying Very to keep good. it up in this season. Yeah. So, no. Just, yeah. But if you want to, you know, get a lesson. Get rid in, of your shame. That's right. <laughs> then go and subscribe to The Gospel for Life. So, um, today we're looking at the song, What What Child Is This? And um, maybe... Um, Singing is such – did you say that on the air or off the air about what Luther said, that, that singing – Next to the Word of God, yeah. um, music deserves the That's highest right. praise. You did say that in the singing. Um, this is where the, the Word of Christ dwells in us richly. It, it happens through the Word, no doubt about it. But in Colossians, Paul links it to singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs one to another. So when we sing the truths of God, it has this – affection uh, rising power in our hearts. When we come together as God's people on a Sunday, we 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 pray God's word, we hear God's word, and we sing God's word. That's really what we're talking about here. Yep, that's right. Singing God's word. That's right. So we are on um, What Child Is This? I'm going to read it here in a, in a second. But if you're listening, just notice that the first two verses begin with questions about Jesus. In other words, who is this Jesus? What what child is this? What did he come to do? And then the third stanza is an exhortation essentially to consecrate our lives to him. So here's, here's the tune. What child is this? I'm not going to sing it. I, I will not ruin your Christmas. What child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping, whom angels greet with anthems sweet while shepherds watch are keeping? This, this is Christ the King whom shepherds guard and angels sing, haste, haste to bring him laud, the babe, the son of Mary. And then here's the next question. Why lies he in such mean estate where ox and ass are feeding? Good Christians fear for sinners here, the silent word is pleading. Nails, spear shall pierce him through, the cross be born for me, for you. Hail, hail, the word made flesh, the babe, the son of Mary. And then here's where now we respond to this Christ. So bring him incense, gold, and myrrh. Come peasant king to own him. The king of kings salvation brings. Let loving hearts enthrone him. Raise, raise a song on high. The virgin sings her lullaby. Joy, joy for Christ is born. The babe, the son of Mary. It almost felt like you were singing that. So <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I appreciate I that. Have, I have a good radio face. You do. You're, you're, <laughs> 
Um, so what, what answer does the carol give to its first question? Who is this Jesus? What well, child and, is this? And then that first question, it's almost, uh, you know, it's almost like a rhetorical question because uh, you actually know the answer uh, even as it's being asked. And it's being asked to make a point. Mm-hmm. It's being asked to, 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 you know, and it answers it. This is Christ the King. This is the one to whom uh, was promised. He was the son of David, the 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 king the the eternal king uh, that was coming that's right so it, it talks about whom angels sing and the song that they sing is glory to god in the highest and on earth peace among those whom he is pleased um for unto you is born in the in this day in the city of david a yeah. savior who is christ the lord and so it you have this announcement of i mean it's like any proud father. I mean, uh, God the Father sent his son into the world. He's born of Mary, and he wants to announce that birth. And what he's announcing is that not only is the son born, but the king of kings, the Lord of lords, is is born. That's right. This is one of the reasons why, um, you know, contrary to popular evangelicalism today, that there's a, a, a famous teacher who had said, hey, we need to disconnect or unhitch the Old Testament from the New Testament. That is completely impossible, and you actually won't have a context for the New Testament if you do that. The very first verse in the, the New Testament is in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 1, verse 1, says, this is the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Mm-hmm. So that you don't even know what what Matthew is going to be talking about if you unhitch the, the Old Testament from the New Testament. All that to say that if you're only reading the New Testament, you're only getting half of the story. Yeah, the whole, the whole of um, the beginning of those first few chapters of Matthew are answering that question, what child is this? Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's telling you what child this is. So when Jesus takes that scene, when he takes up his ministry and he says, repent for the kingdom of God is ha- at hand, you know by what authority he's even saying that. You know, by, you know, you know why you should be listening to this one yeah. because he's the one who has been who had you know he's he's the the son of god yeah let's 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 think about that phrase for a moment um that's how mark's gospel opens and i think it's repeated in in matthew multiple times repent for the kingdom the kingdom of god is at hand well what does a kingdom need it needs a king <laughs> it's a king yeah. uh, uh the, when jesus came into the world the king of kings the lord of lords came into the world. Yes, he came to redeem a people. 100% true. That's his role as priest. Mm -hmm. We say that Jesus has a role as prophet, priest, and king. As prophet, he came to declare the words of God. But as king, he came to be universally recognized as Lord of all, every nation, not just Christians, but every single people group. And particularly our own heart, he rules and reigns over our heart. Mm Mm-hmm. When the angel came to Mary, he says, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will be no end. Mm -hmm. So this idea of the kingship of Jesus Christ is one of the roles that Jesus was born to fulfill. Yeah, and we especially see that, I mean, when we get to to, to, to Pentecost and his resurrection and ascension, 
early next year, um, we will see that uh, the implications of Jesus's resurrection and ascension. But his coming into the world was like the proclamation, the announcing that this king has come. I mean, and it has all the the elements of it, the angels showing up, uh, people bringing gifts to him. I mean, this is, a, a, in one sense, a, a, the beginning of the coronation. Yeah, there's a, there's a sense in here where, you know, it begins, what child is this who's laid to rest on Mary's lap and sleeping? And lest we become lulled by uh, the, the you know, peaceful scene here, we're, we're told to, you know, that the silent word is pleading with us, that, that uh, the word that came in the flesh is, the, is pleading with us, you know, uh, you know, the silent word is pleading. It reminds us, this is the second verse. You know, good Christians fear for sinners here. The silent word is pleading. Nails, spears shall pierce him through. The cross he bore for me and you. Hail, hail, the word made flesh, the babe, the son of Mary. You know, this... You know, this Christmas carol is commemorating more than the incarnation. It is processing us forward in the story of Christ. You know, his humility was not just simply that he was born in a manger. He humbled himself in a, and in obedience went to the cross and bore our sin. And, and this is propelling us forward. And so without a cross, without it getting to this second verse, we really have no good news. We we just have a child that was born. Yeah. But the good news is that he came to fulfill that purpose. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's often kind of clichéishly said that the shadow of the cross was on the manger. Um, but even though it's kind of a cliche, it's, tr- it's true. Um, both Mary and Joseph were told that they were to name him Jesus because he would save his people from their sins. And the only way that he could save his people from their sins is to live Become a, sin for them. Yes, to live a perfect life that we could not live and to die a death he did not deserve in the place of sinful people that he, our sins were placed upon him mm-hmm. and he bore that as this hymn says the cross he bore for me for you. He didn't die on Calvary's cross because he had deserved to die. He died on Calvary's cross because he chose to die in the place of me and you, lost sinners that could do nothing about that, mm-hmm. our sin problem. And so this is saying, good Christians fear for sinners here. The silent word is pleading. And that's what Jonathan is saying. Um, it's great to think about Jesus Christ coming in the flesh and, and being born in a manger. But if that's all it is to you, You've missed it. You've missed the whole point mm-hmm. of Christmas. The whole point of Christmas is why did he come to 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 be born? Yeah. He came to be born so that he might die. That's right. And then the the way that the song ends. Then, well, how do we respond to this King mm-hmm. who who died on the cross for us, who was buried and, and rose again? Well, we don't mm-hmm. respond by trying to earn our salvation. This is where the the outline of the Heidelberg Catechism is so wonderful because it it moves into our response and it just calls it gratitude. One word, gratitude. We own him as our, come peasant king to own him. The king of kings salvation brings that loving hearts enthrone him. The the best way that we honor the Lord Jesus Christ in the way that he's redeemed us is by having thankful hearts, by having grateful hearts, by adoring him, by owning him as our savior. Right, and, and and he's touching on the the universality of 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 
those that might come to Christ. It's it, you know peasants and kings. You know you, you're talking about two social extremes here, um, and that's what he does. He he comes for men and women. He comes for children. He comes for um, the nations. Uh, you, and so um, you know perhaps the a songwriter is thinking about those shepherds to whom he first comes. They would have been the 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 out skirts of society they you know they were not even considered worthy enough to give testimony in court and yet also then these you know you can take in the theme of the wise men who you know the you know we we sing we three kings from orion are uh, the the idea of these the, these that come from uh, you know status uh to come and worship God too, mm-hmm. and the the whole thing is, you know, the, with these questions, what child is this, and and why lies he in such mean a state? It's asking you in that last verse, what are you going to do with Christ? What are you, you know? There was an old song, "What will you do with Jesus?" Neutral, you cannot be. Someday your heart will be asking, "What will he do with me?" Uh, it's asking this, you know. Are you going to leave Christ as a peripheral thing, as an accessory on your life, or are you going to invite him and in, uh, you know, to to the throne of your heart? Yeah. yeah. Sin is not discriminatory. So whether you're a peasant, whether you're a king, we're all born with a sin problem. So it doesn't matter our financial record. What matters is that we're all born as debtors. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why Jesus came was to pay a debt that we could not pay. And mm-hmm. Jonathan's right. I mean, this song has this response. Well, what are you going to do with this Christ? Are you going to believe in him, trust in him, put your faith in him alone for your salvation? And if that's the case, then what, what Josh was saying earlier has to then flow out of that, that it's a life of gratitude. It's a, a life of, of saying, I, I, loving hearts enthrone him, raise, raise a song on high. I mean, the response of that faith is a life of gratitude, a life of praise, a life of saying, what can I give to, mm-hmm. to God for such a gift? Yeah, it, it comes down to Romans 12.1. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable God, which is your spiritual worship. There is worship taking place here, uh, a present, presentation of, of, our, of ourselves. Bring him, so bring him incense, gold, and myrrh. You, know, you, you, you come with yourself. You come uh, you know, with your treasure. That's right. And you lay it before him. Amen. We will see you next time. 